Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin with the action from Europe, where Spurs lost to Vitesse in the Europa Conference Plate Thingamajiggy League, whatever it's called. Steven Gerrard's Rangers were also in action and David Moyes' West Ham won at home to Genk. This is how it all sounded on the TalkSport Network. Yes, he finished West Ham 3, Genk Neil West Ham are in complete control of their group now. They've won all three of their first three matches. They are six points clear at the top of the table. West Ham are my guilty pleasure. And what I mean by that is that as a Chelsea fan, we don't particularly like West Ham, and we shouldn't do. And no. they don't like us, and Who they does? shouldn't do. But do you know what? I enjoy watching them play. I love the way that they've been coached. Mm. I'm, they're an exciting front foot team to watch. West Ham, there were, there were years where you watch West Ham and go, oh, look at West Ham. Now, I can't wait for West Ham to rock up at Stamford Bridge. I can't wait till we play because you know you're going to get a hell of a game. No, I'm, I'm keeping relatively calm with it because I've got to go to Genk away and I've got to go to Vienna away. So I'm not going to take anything for granted, that's for sure. But I've said to you, we want to be in Europe after Christmas. That's my plan for this year. But, you know, if we can get, I don't know how many points, we're probably another couple of points away maybe from qualifying, certainly not winning the group. But if we could get that, it'd be great. And it'd be, a, you know, it'd give us it'd be a great start. Players have done a brilliant job. They really have. How good is David Moyes doing? How good is this team? Are you actually now, I look at it and I watch it and it's painful to say because I'm a Spurs fan, but watching them as a player, they are fantastic to watch. Mark Noble comes on, they're bopping the ball about. They're a joy to watch. Are you now the second best team in London? You have to hold your hands up and say, yeah, not biggest, because that's a big statement, not biggest, but the best. I'd say right now they are. Vitek with all the time in the world to pick his spot, struck it low and hard into the bottom corner. Spurs second string fall behind in Holland. It is Vitesse one, Tottenham nil. <laughs> Do we care about this competition? Do we want to win it? No. Do we no, want to win it? Because it looks it's to an me. It's inconvenience. 
Is it an inconvenience? I look yeah, at it, it is, yeah. and I look at the team sheet that he put out, to, and, and I was really interested, and I wanted to watch the game. And when I saw the team sheet, I was almost like, oh, here we go. It's a Carabao Cup third round. Do we care about the competition? Because we're doing okay in the league. I knew that the game is going to be going to be tough. I'm not here to judge the players. I'm here to try and, and improve them. Uh, the analysis and the judgment, we do it behind closed doors like you can understand. I guess psychologically as well, when the manager leaves 11 starters at home, this is uh, pretty much confirmation that you're in the reserves. Maybe that's been difficult for the likes of Deli Ali in particular. I just look at it a different way to that. I, I look at it as an opportunity for those players like Deli Ali to put on a performance and, and show the manager that you should be in the team. And Deli Ali hasn't affected the game. He's not got involved enough. He's not shown enough appetite and desire. The full time whistle goes and Govan. A conclusive victory for Steven Gerrard's men this evening. Yeah, I thought we deserved the victory. I thought our performance and, and with the crowd behind us, I thought we were really strong tonight, both both sides of the game in and out of possession. I thought we played with a lot of control and style. And we could have maybe got another couple of goals. You know, Scott Harfield's unlucky there when he's at the bar. Both had a couple of chances. But all in all, I think the players deserve praise. It was a strong performance. Now as the dust settles on Manchester United's Jekyll and Hyde performance against Atalanta, not my words... Producer Tom has written them down. Gabby Agbonlahor slammed United's defending ahead of the visit of Liverpool this weekend. And Mickey Gray, who was at OT, or Old Trafford as some people call it for TalkSport, said the first half was like watching your mates play in the park. What about the second half, though? Oh, my goodness. Atalanta are 2-0 up just as you come back to me from Stamford Bridge. They've doubled their lead from a set piece. Certainly in the first half, it felt like a game with your mates in the park where it was just put 11 <laughs> players out there. Honestly, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like, right, there's my defenders. When the ball comes anywhere near, you've got to try and keep a clean sheet. And when it goes forward, it's up to the attackers. There was no structure to it whatsoever. But then they come out in the second 45 minutes. God knows what he said to him at half-time, Ollie, but it certainly worked. They started playing as a team. The energy levels yep. cranked up a little bit. And they had to do it because Atalanta were a good side. As a neutral watching it, I mean, the first half was dreadful. Defending for Maguire was outrageous. David De Gea kept them in the game with some great saves throughout the game. And I think you look at the first half and you think to yourself, 4-2-4. It's like me when I play FIFA with my mates. Not the start that Manchester United and these supporters wanted all they're going to soldier. You know, I play 4-2-4. Like the tactics are like totally wrong. Now, Paolo Fonseca, it's odds-on favour for the Newcastle job after the departure of Steve Bruce. Former Magpie striker Mickey Quinn, who scored so many goals. That's a bit lazy, isn't it? We should have found out how many he scored. Scored so many goals. Anyway, loads. Said Stephen Gerrard or Eddie Howe would suit as an interim boss. However, Moni Moni Simon Jordan thinks that a safe pair of hands is the priority for Newcastle to keep them out of trouble this season. 
There's no good getting a Hollywood signing right now. You mm. need someone that's going to get in amongst the muck and bullets and get down and dirty and do what it takes to drag them out. Who that's going to be and what's going to incentivise them is going to be a short-term job with maybe an option at the end of it which says if you get 50 points or 47 points, we you have an option to stay and if we don't take that option up, we've got to pay some more money so you, everybody gets everything all the way around. So it does look like somebody like Sam Allardyce or someone of that ilk which might bring in a sharp intake of breath but you have to to get away from this conundrum that you've got right now. Graham Jones is not the answer. Lovely cushion header for Gerrard! Oh! beauty! Stephen's being punted around. He's very loyal with Rangers. I don't know whether he would leave, but that would work, I think, for two to three years, which, which they wanted, because I know Stephen eventually wants to be a Liverpool manager, but what I'm saying, in an interim, I don't know. Uh, Eddie Howe, he's been out of a job now for a while. I don't know why that is. He could do an interim two or three years. This is why this next appointment is so important. They've got to get it right, the new consortium. Yeah. So, what do other managers feel about Steve Bruce's sacking? We'll hear from Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta, Sean Dyche, Watford manager Claudio Ranieri. But first, this is the Villa gaffer, Dean Smudger-Smith, who felt the dismissal was harsh. Obviously very disappointed. Got full respect for somebody who's reached a thousand games in, in professional football as a manager. And if you do that, then it proves that you're a good manager because you, you work consistently over a number of years. A lot of has been made out of Steve's management, but Steve's management has... I had Newcastle finishing 13th and 14th in the league, which for me is perfectly acceptable and was acceptable before Steve as well. So he has my utmost sympathy, but also deepest respect for what he is as a, a manager and a coach. Every manager, every every person is different. When something bad coming, I always think I'm positive. Okay. That is in my shoulder and I look forward and I hope also Steve can do this. I was really sad after reading um, that statement from Steve. First of all, because I know him personally and secondly, with uh, what he transmitted in his words. Um, you're talking about somebody that's been in the game over 40 years as a player, as a manager. And he's telling you with that experience, with that level of expertise that he has, because you have to, to be able to sustain at that level, that he struggles with that kind of situation, with that kind of abuse. So I think we have to reflect. You can just ignore that. For me, it's a very serious statement and it's something that has to change and has to start to change. Got enough respect for him as a manager. You know, solid bloke, solid family. And, and you know, it's a reality of the job. I mean, it's it gets worse every year because of the, the coverage. You know, everyone's got a phone. Everyone's suddenly a, a, a pundit of sorts. But they are just things that are randomly on the internet that you have to ask me about. So it is part of the job. I'm not saying it's right, uh, but it is part of the job. We all know it. We all know the world that we live in as managers. There are some very good things people, you know, speak to you about and say about you. And when they meet you and stuff like that, there are some very bad things, you know, and that's part and parcel of the job. On now to my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. And this is Jack Wilshere, the former Arsenal midfielder, recalling the time Arsenal Wenger actually lost it. We were 4-0 down at half-time at Anfield and it could have been about 8-0. They were a joke that day. He said, there's there's fans out there who pay good money to come watch you and you, you give that performance. You need to get out there and win the second half. The second half we were better, but we still weren't good enough. Um, did he do anything like kick a boot at your head and no. you had to wear no, a plaster? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, wear an Alice band to no. show off the... He didn't do any of that. Honestly, during the game, I didn't see it. You're looking to sign for a new club in January, right? If mm-hmm. Spurs came in for you now, would you play for Spurs? Wow. No. You wouldn't. Spurs phone you up. 
Well, from I couldn't do that for the Goonies. I couldn't do that. How much? 150 grand. <laughs> 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 no, I couldn't do that. 150 grand a week. I couldn't do that to the Arsenal fans. 200 grand a week. I couldn't do it to the Arsenal Call for a million a week. It's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. <laughs> no, but if so it did, if it, it did, if Spurs got taken over by which Saudis? I mean, is they've, got, is, they've got enough money anyway, Spurs, but... Is Ollie doing a good job? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you answer yours, I'll answer mine. Go on, you would go you, for, you, you go first. No, 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 I'll ask the first question. Would you, would you sign for Spurs if the money was right? No. And if the money was right? But how much is right million money? A million pound a week. Oh, well, that's just... Would you sign for Spurs? Of course I would for a million pound a week. Right, clip that. Get rid of the million pound a week. <laughs> Hold on. 50 quid. Put that in. All right. <laughs> but it's, it's it's there's no way it would it would happen you signing for Spurs. I couldn't do it to the Arsenal fans. On Saturday, Adrian Dunn hosts game day live at half past two at St Mary's for Southampton against Burnley with all the goals as they go in for talk sport. The Saints manager, Ralphie Hassan-Huntley, admits Burnley are much more than just a long ball teamy. I changed my opinion about Burnley in the past two, three years uh, extremely. I thought in the beginning that it's a team that only kicks long and doesn't want to play football. I think if they let them play, they definitely can do it. They have a very good pressing. They've been very brave this season with high pressing also. And I must say that they also developed their game. And I think this is what you can see and what is necessary in the Premier League to also play a little bit more football by yourself. Otherwise, it is difficult and they play in a, in a very direct and forward-oriented way. And uh, the goals they score are typical for them. Huh? It's always good when you do that what you can do in a perfect way. Back now to the Watford boss, Claudio Ranieri, who has been speaking ahead of his side's game against Everton this Saturday. He told Ian the Moosey Moosey Abrahams what will happen if the Hornets keep a clean sheet at the weekend. Danny Rose today told me, hey, manager, if it's clean sheet at dinner, eh? <laughs> yes, of course. If we make clean sheet, I offer a dinner in the Watford canteen. <laughs> Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, don't forget to press that subscribe button. I'm back on Drive Time today at 4pm. Alongside, I'll be honest with you, I don't know yet. Darren Bent can't do the show and we only found out quite late. So make sure you tune in from 4pm to find out who my wingman will be. At the moment, your guess is as good as mine. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.